0: Each week I'll either be going solo or have guests with the aim to inspire, uplift you, and give you the tools for you to live your most epic AF life and business possible. You can find me on Instagram with the handle at high Babe. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to the Hi Vibe Babe podcast. I'm Holly B your host and I am freaking excited to be announcing our interview. Wait, interviewee? today which is amanda francis who is a self-made multi online business mentor digital course creator and the money manifestation queen she is a world-renowned thought leader on financial empowerment for women through her wildly popular digital courses highly engaging social media presence and the weekly she rises podcast and an ongoing mastermind for high-level women entrepreneurs And through her daily free inspirational content, meditations, trainings, and distributed across her social media channels, she empowers women to designing lives and businesses they are wildly obsessed with. She has written for Forbes, Business Insider, and Success Magazine. Her mission is to get the power of money into the hands of good-hearted women who are here to change the world. Oh my gosh, welcome, Amanda. Hi, thank you for having me my pleasure okay so for anyone who if they have been like living under a rock and don't know your instagram handle would you please
1: share that for <laughs> us
0: <laughs> it's then... xo
1: amanda francis <laughs> yeah, thank you and would you mind just sharing a little bit about us like how you
0: got here and like just just every like all the things like tell us a bit about you
1: like how i how, how you... amanda francis
0: mm, yes queen yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: So in short, I'm a, man, I'm a minister turned therapist, turned life coach, who accidentally became a business coach for life coaches, and then kind of accidentally became a digital course creator for women entrepreneurs who now kind of runs an online education empire.
0: Oh my God. I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Welcome to okay. the party. <laughs>
0: So how has the evolution gone for you? So you never really foresee it coming? Like what what's the journey been like for you?
1: So here's my thing. I believe that like we have all the like information we need inside of us. Like guidance is available. Our, our heart and our desires are always trying to lead the way. And I knew I wanted to help people and make money. I just didn't know what that meant. Like it was a just kind of like an earnest journey of one step at a time. Like. Starting in ministry, it was like, I can help people. And the kind of churches I was in, you know, there was no negative feelings around wealth. So I, I could help people and, and make money in that way. But it started, it started to feel like my gifts didn't fit inside the church very well. Meaning it didn't matter how biblical my teachings were or my belief systems were, what I needed to be true was. I needed to explain it in a very unorthodox way that would hit home for all kinds of people, right? And so as I kind of like made my way out of ministry, I've always been a hard worker. So, you know, I'm like nannying and I'm cocktail serving and I'm like, I worked retail, I did all kinds of things. And I mean, we could go on and on, jewelry store, bookstore, <laughs> book store, barista, the, the list is very long. But I remember being in grad school, getting my master's in counseling, once again, wanting to help people and make money and beginning to feel frustrated that it was just like a long fucking path. Like I, cause I finished my bachelor's now I was getting my master's. I had left the ministry thing behind and I'm like, I just want to help people and make money. And I started a life coaching business on the side that went really well. And it didn't go really well very quickly. There was just, there was a couple years there where I was building my confidence and how I helped clients and building my skill sets and building my belief that I could charge money. But then once it started to go well, once my energy was behind it, it really went well. And then I finished my master's degree and I found myself helping other people start life coaching businesses and helping other therapists add life coaching legs to their private practices. And that kind of accidentally made me a business coach. And then that was going on for a while. I felt good about the work I was doing, but I started to feel financially capped. Like, I'm only able to help so many people in one week and I still just want to help people and make money. So I created my first digital course called become a life coach and sold it out and made like $10,000 right away selling it out and kind of had this like, fuck, I think I'm onto something vibe. I think I can help a lot more people and make a lot more money. So I did basically. (laughs) So one one digital course at a time. For, I guess I've been creating online training programs that I call digital courses and online training video bundles and all these different things. I've been doing that now for I guess like six years. And Amanda Francis Inc. will make at least five million this year. We're easy on track for five million. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I love hearing your journey. I love hearing everyone's journeys, and I specifically love hearing your journey because both my business and the clients that I work with we really resonate with your story about how it like. It just happened and evolved and we all sort of like, you know, yeah. have this end game of like, oh my gosh, like how do we make this impact? Because we have so much in our hearts that we want to yeah. bring across and, and help and, and and people, right? So when it came to like, you know, you mentioned about the confidence you had with helping people, like what mm-hmm. what were the turning points for you? Like, how did that sort of evolve for you?
1: I mean, like, not everyone I train has any kind of formal education, but like I do, you know, so I guess I learned, I learned in my master's program, you learn when, by doing therapy all the time, you learn a little bit about like what your style is. And so I remember a professor saying to me one day, you're a process therapist. You love the process. And I was like, you're totally right. I do just want to sit in front of a human being, discuss their life, go back and forth and be in the journey with them, be in the process. I'm not, as a therapist or as a coach, I'm not a big intervention person. I'm not a big strategy person. I'm not a big like trick you into seeing it differently person. I'm more of a sit there and dig into your inner world with you kind of person. Help you gleam insights and understandings, draw your own conclusions, accept, love, and embrace yourself more, trust yourself more, and continue down your path with more confidence, right? So- like through my master's program, but then even more so through life coaching on my own for all that time, I remember just like seeing it working, like seeing my instinct. And when, you, when you're a process kind of person, that's a long game, right? It's not that I'm like a miracle in the first session kind of coach. And it's a little bit different now because now I'm coaching very, very, very high level women entrepreneurs who are very like high achieving and are so used to personal development and growth that it it is an aha every two and a half seconds. Right. Mm -hmm. But like back then, we're talking a decade ago now, I was just like sitting across from average people at a Starbucks who maybe were doing personal development for the first time. So as I watch people get it, forge their own paths a bit more, like pick the job or the partner or the college major based on what they wanted to do not what they thought they were supposed to do as I saw people like forge their own path I was just kind of like I'm right about this like my instincts for how we can grow and evolve and change like I'm like I'm onto something here I'm right about this it's not just my desires and trusting myself that's leading the way this seems to be a universal truth that everyone needs more of people like need permission right so it's not that I'm like have the secret for all growth it's like I was tapped into my process for my growth and my theories around that ended up being true for other people's growth right and so as their confidence built my confidence built and like I'm so immensely proud like I still know a lot of them those life coaching clients from 10 years ago I'm still you know proud of the journeys they're on does that make sense yeah, totally. I love that. Yeah. I totally dig that too. The whole you know, and we do attract
0: our soul clients too, right? So we're attract who we are. So it totally. makes so much sense. Totally. I attracted
1: the perfect people at every phase. Exactly what I was ready for, exactly what I could help with, exactly what I could show up for, you know. And if mm-hmm. someone was having issues that I wasn't exactly qualified for, I was very happy to say, like, I'm gonna show up for this and this and this part of your life, and I want you to keep seeing your you know, your psychotherapist who is tapering you off the meds or whatever it was, you know what I mean? I was happy to show up with my gifts mm-hmm. and not try to be everything to everyone, but do what I could do to tell, help each person, you know? Uh, oh my gosh. I dig that so much.
0: Yeah. Cause the, yeah. the reality is that we can, we can take in so many things from so many different places or different coaches or different, you know, obviously trained people as well. Right. And it, there's no competition in this. And there's so many people that are on our path that help us, evolved. So that actually leads me to one thing I wanted to ask you about was like, who was like your past mentors or like who were the expanders for you or who have been over the time you've been growing?
1: Mm -hmm. When I was first, 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 like (laughs) starting my business. So I started a life coaching business without ever meeting a life coach in my life. Mm -hmm. Other than Terrence on Gilmore Girls, who was Paris Geller's life coach, if anyone wants go more oh my girls. God, I love and other it. than maybe something I heard on Oprah once, I had no idea what a life coach was. I just knew I had this like desire to help people and this growing skill set to help people and I just I just knew I was meant to do it and I was gonna I was gonna get in there and show the fuck up for these people and we we're gonna figure it out together, right? So when I was starting out, one of the, I was just in a Barnes and Noble and I was led to the book Spirit Junkie by Gabby Bernstein and began to follow her for a time. And there was something about the way she, you know, was unapologetically unapologetically forging her path because she was newer in her career at the time. So she's telling stories about how she was coaching and telling stories about how she was you know, engaging in her entrepreneurial endeavors and just, I don't know, there's something about being on the journey with people The same, you know what I mean? The same thing I'm saying I was doing for my clients, watching her give herself permission to do many things for herself was a opener for me for sure. And an expander. And then years later, you know, my business was growing. I was making like $50,000 a month. I was pretty happy. I was getting close to knowing I was going to be able to have a seven figure year. And like, Katrina Ruth was one day just cussing up a storm on the internet, pissing everyone the fuck off. And I was like, <laughs> huh, that woman does it differently than anyone I know. And she was making like 300,000 a month at the time. And you like, I said, I was making like 50 and I was like, she knows something I don't. And I got in her world, hired her to be a mentor and worked with her for a few years there. And she's one of my best friends and I love her. She was a big expander for me. And I don't know. I guess the truth of the matter is I think I've had very few for this industry and the personal development world or the coaching world. We're supposed to like hop from coach to coach to coach to coach and always have a mentor. And that hasn't been my jam. Like, I don't know. I also remember there was a phase in between Gabby and Kat, kind of where they were the two people I was gleaming from where I was like binging on Oprah's, not Super Soul Sunday, though Super Soul Sunday is great, but I was binging on Oprah's, I think it's called Life Class or Life Something that she used to have on OWN. And just, it was all these different leaders in their industries talking about how they did the thing. You know, it was like Jay-Z one week and Diane Sawyer the next. Like, I just think, I don't know. I'm not a big mentor person, but I am a big whatever I'm led to I'll pay for it and I'll do. It just doesn't need to be traditional the way anyone else does it, if that makes sense.
0: Mm, yeah. A thousand percent. Like for me, for instance, the expanders we have, we, we don't always, sometimes they don't even know who we are. Right? Totally. Um, Gabby didn't know who
1: I was for a big chunk of the time I was following her. Like later I became one of her affiliates and, and like met her at one of her workshops and we got to know each other over time. But yeah, it was like, from afar. And I witnessed that not to interrupt you. I witnessed that in my own life a lot when people are tagging me and Insta story, like a lot of people calling me their mentor. And I'm like, I get the vibe. Like I get what you're saying. You're gleaming from the energy. You're in the work. You're receiving the information. You're learning the way of thinking, the way of being, being your mentor doesn't have to be next to you by any means. You know, like Oprah yeah. doesn't know who I am yet. I mean, I met her once, but she's not like sitting around mm-hmm. thinking about Amanda Pances right now. <laughs> Not having <laughs> weekly catch-up
0: coffees or anything. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I think one of the reasons why that sort of work is still powerful, like having mentors who don't even know who we are, is because, like, my belief is that anything anyone has, we can have too. Anything that's manifesting in their life, anything that you know, the relationships or how they live their life or or just what they believe, it's is all available. available, right? Yeah, totally. We're not any
1: different. Yeah, they just show you what's available, right? They're just regular human who's tapped into something you haven't even believed is possible yet. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, as you were going on your journey, you know, at pivotal points and stuff like what, or even just now as well, what were some key things that you? Do you remember like specific moments where you're like, oh, this is a shitty belief. Like, what, what it? <laughs> this is what what I choose to believe about my business. Like,
1: what mm-hmm. moments like that? I think one of the best things I've ever done for myself is learn to just be the observer of my own self, my own thoughts, my own belief system. Because when you start thinking about what you think and and looking at like what's going on in your mind, it takes a total reversal of thinking because everyone thinks that what they're thinking about is based on what's going on in their life, but what you've been thinking about was just creating your life, you know? So with business and money, I'm very practiced at any time, any thought or feeling around money that doesn't feel good floats to my brain. I'm very practiced at noticing it and going, huh, that didn't feel good and changing it as quickly as possible because I've been observing my money beliefs more intently and for longer than any other beliefs. So it's kind of a continual work kind of thing. Like, okay, I rented a huge mansion in Malibu for my birthday last weekend. It was like 5000 and change a night. We were only there two nights. So I paid something like $10,000. Not a big deal. Like, wasn't worried about it. I mean, I spent like $30,000 on my birthday party. Not a big deal. Wasn't worried about it. But I had these huge balloons with confetti in them in the yard that the kids were playing with the day after my birthday. I one of them popped the confetti into the pool on an accident. And I heard myself say, I hope they don't bill me for that. Now, in truth, can I afford the bill? Yes. And in truth, can I not want to pay that bill? Can that be something that feels annoying or silly to pay? Like an avoidable expense? Yeah. So it wasn't either of those things. It was more this like ickiness around money in that moment. It wasn't a lighthearted, I'm happy to spend money as I please. It wasn't a lighthearted, I'm generating and receiving money all the time and I'm releasing money all the time and I'm in a perfect flow with money. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a lightheartedness, it wasn't a confidence, it wasn't a trust, it was like an annoyance. It was like, a, I spent a bunch of money on all you people to be at this party and stay at this house all weekend and I don't wanna spend anything else. And in truth, am I allowed to not wanna spend more? Sure, but it was the heaviness of it was lacking a bit of flow that I'm used to living in. So when that thought floated across my mind, And I noticed that it didn't feel good, which I normally feel good with money because that's like how I continue to create the financial reality that I have is staying in a good place in my relationship with money and doing the work around that. So it was just like a quick observation moment of, huh, when I get home or whenever I have the chance, me and money need to get right again. I need to do some reconciliation around if I feel like I spent more than I wanted to on my birthday, if I felt like the exchange wasn't even and how much I spent based on what I gave to others or whatever, like whatever, Mm. it's just like, for me, it's a quick mental note of like, what's going on here. I'm going to get this right today. Like it's my job to be good with money, to be right with money. You know what I mean? It's like any relationship you value when you feel that it's not right. It's your job to get it right again. And my relationship with money is one that I don't fuck with. (laughs)
0: oh I love that so much I can totally resonate with that like a thousand percent the poll scenario and and those little things it, it never ends I think one of the things that we we often get stuck on is that we we feel like we're separate like we feel like someone who we're looking up to as a mentor or you know for instance like with me with you or some of my followers I actually have a question from a follower as well which I'm like so excited to read too in regards to money but like we we feel like we're separate and we think that you know oh no one else is going through this or like even my clients as well like they they think that as well right but it's like well no we're all continually doing the work we're all continually being like oh this is this is a shadow this is something that's you know some programming that's shown up but it's not it doesn't
1: have to be that way no totally I mean like I would say because I live in a state where I feel good with money like most of the time that maintenance work feels a bit like less it feels a bit easier it feels it's like it's more maintainable or whatever but I'm still a human being and like we're always going to hit up against like our edges you know like Spending more than we've ever spent before or receiving more than we've ever received before or investing more than we've ever invested before saving more than we've ever saved before paying in taxes more than we've ever done before like sometimes those things will feel like a sticky gritty yucky kind of edge where it doesn't feel that great we just have to like reconcile our shit and get to a place of having you know a positive belief and energy an approach that can support us, right? Because I've never spent $30,000 on a birthday before. Am I completely allowed to spend that money if I want to? Sure. Like I have it. It's fine. Like no financial area of my life was neglected to have my birthday party, like no big deal. But like with something about spending that much for a party for you and your friends, was something about that an edge for me and something and my generosity or in my giving or in my something like, yes, you know what I mean? So that just means there's a bit of work to do. Not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, thousand percent.
0: Oh God, I dig it so much. I would actually love to ask you this question since we're like, so I'm stopping your money from a follower. This is actually from someone I work with who does my graphic design. So it's from Sam. He said, Candy and I did a, Amanda's Energy and Frequency of Money course a while back. We're both up to date and inspired, got with inspired action, sometimes ahead. And what keeps downloading is this divine timing at play that we just have to rest and wait, but it's been a fair time now well, what do you do while you wait? How can we spit up time or allow it to come in quicker?
1: I guess for me, the energy of waiting or the idea of waiting doesn't feel very good. So to me, how I think of it is I'm not waiting, I'm watching. And this is in my money book that I've, that I've written that isn't published yet, but it's with my editor now. But so instead of waiting, I'm watching, meaning I'm looking for evidence that it's coming to pass. I'm looking for evidence that we're on our way. I'm looking for evidence that I'm getting closer. My energy should always be, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's happened, it's happened, it's happened, it's happened, you know, or if you can't get fully, it's here, it's happened, maybe it's coming, we're close, we're nearly there, I feel it, it's getting so much better, I'm feeling so close, like that kind of vibe. So I'm watching more than I'm waiting, because waiting is a bit passive for me, and watching is a bit more like active and a, a bit more confident and a bit more like that. the expectation and the assurance is, is there more, you know? So I wouldn't wait. I would watch. And then as far as speeding up the result, you know, the, the, the way to speed up the, uh, the result is being in the energy of it has already happened. It is already here. It is already now. It is already mine. It was that before the beginning of the time. And it is here. You know what I mean? So I think mm-hmm. different people get into that energy different ways for me it's through the words I just said when I can speak something I can get on a tangent around it like holy fuck it's here it's worked it's mine like and I can get myself really excited and be in the vibe of already having it some people visualize what they'll be doing when they have it some people it, it, it doesn't really it, it doesn't matter anything your imagination can create is fine whether it's what you will be thinking, what you'll be feeling, what you'll be seeing, what you'll be saying, what you'll be whatever when it happened. But getting into that vibe is the way to speed it up.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I dig that so hard with like getting into the vibe. I know one of the things like I love hearing your practical, the way the things you actually tell yourself, because that's like amazing because it's one of the things that I sometimes get stuck on. But for me, I sometimes go down a route of like, for instance, with like tracking business growth, I'll like see how much my business grew. So like last month, for Mm -hmm. instance, I had like 10 times, sorry, the month before I made it two weeks and then that happened within two days the following week so I was like well mm-hmm. if I t- <laughs> if I continue to collapse time like that that means that my the there's gonna be like a multi-million dollar yeah you know <laughs> like and totally. finding some sort of evidence to like play with and like and to it's like and like a child throwing a throwing a tennis ball against a wall and just continue to like make it bigger and expand it and it feels like a a heart opener it really feels like it's oh it's just yeah. it's such a massive thing for
1: me Totally. But it's, it's, yeah, it's the, it's collecting the evidence. So like, it can be a lot, it can be anything that can get you to, into a vibe. And I was using a similar example with my uh, mastermind a couple weeks ago when I was like, cause one girl was stuck or felt quote unquote stuck at $50,000, $50,000 months for quite a while. And I was like, we could just got to look at the evidence of how this is going. 50 was hard when I met you. 50 was you frantic at the end of the month, every month. Now 50 was you like forgot to pay attention and went on vacation and with your baby all day and trusted yourself fully. Had one launch not work out that well, but had other things work out really well. Like what's your internal state? Like what's your happiness level? Like I see the evidence, you know? And- she got into a really good place of like, you're right. It's getting easier. It's getting better. We're getting there and has already made 50,000 this month and we're halfway through the month. You know what I mean? So it's like, it had, she gotten into a place of like, I'm not getting anywhere because like the one piece of evidence of the physical number wasn't exactly what she wanted it to be. She could have discouraged herself out of the fact that the growth was happening all along. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just, what I told everyone in my mastermind when we were talking about it, I was just like, it adds up and it overflows and it adds up and it overflows and it adds up and it overflows and you have to like let the adding occur. So the adding is every time you believe, the adding is every time you shift into a belief that supports you, the the adding is every affirmation, prayer, meditation, journaling session where you allow yourself to believe in yourself again. You know, it adds up and it overflows. And I've yet to have anything that didn't overflow. We're human beings in a physical reality on one hand. And on the other hand, none of that is even real. Like time isn't real. Like space isn't real. It's just real to us in our human experience. But there's nothing that says anything has to take any certain amount of time. It's like usually our beliefs and our constructs and our ideas around how much time it will or must take or, or what it means to, to wait or why we must wait or why we don't feel worthy and deserving of it now or what thing bad thing we think might happen if we get it now and we get ourselves so fucked up around things. But true in truth, it's always available and it's always available now. And we're in the human experience of kind of like merging that and mirroring it's like we're mirroring the humanness of us and the the infiniteness of us like all the time when we're people doing energetic work to create our results. So I mean something yeah, that's very quite
0: similar. So when I got that message through there, I, I sent a similar thing, a voice message through to, to Sam because I'm like, you know, we, we have two sides of this. We, we are a soul having a human experience, which means that we uh-huh. have access to everything, but also not only that, but like humans, like we made money
1: one of our ancestors like fucking made the idea of money, which means like that- this is our thing to give and receive to exchange to like have goods or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, that means that like we, I created money, you created money. We all created money because we're all the same fucking person. We're all the same thing because we all come from the same place. So it's like, it was made by us
1: for us. And it is us, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is not separate from us. And in my experience, it really wants to work with us. It really wants to support us. It really wants to be good to us. It really wants to flow with us. It really wants to show up with us. Like, you know, money is a neutral mean resource, meaning it is kind of what we say it is. And a lot of people view money as bad and greedy and wrong and the the source of like evil in the world and whatever. And I view money as like this resource and like this thing that just helps me create my life and pay my team and create the life I want and give back in various ways and like I view money as like good in my mind money really even can't be bad because in my reality money is good so yeah I mean it kind of is what we say it is and if it's good to me and it's good for me and I expect good out of it then like there's not a lot of like conflict inside me like so many people have so much conflict when they think about they feel bad every time they think about paying a bill. They feel bad every time they think about getting a paycheck. They feel bad every time they think about what's going on in the world right now. And they feel bad every time they turn on their news and they're just their experience and their thoughts around money are not supportive of having more, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So they, they sort of beliefs and like how you feel about money now, like literally what you just said. Is that something that's evolved over time? or Were you like very aware of this? Like, you know, when you were studying or like when you first started your life coaching business, for instance,
1: Mm, let me, I always knew I liked money. I always knew I wanted money. I never thought money was wrong or bad. I think I had enough examples in my world growing up. Like I didn't, I think God just put me in a very interesting place. Like I didn't grow up with money. I came from like a very regular, like lower middle class kind of vibe. But, you know, there was, like, a trailer park within – is that a word we are currently not allowed to say? <laughs> there might be an updated word for that. <laughs> it's, like, a mo- modular home neighborhood. I don't know what, what's, what to call it. One mile away. And then there was, like, you know, a brand new, like, new construction neighborhood with, like, five-bedroom houses a mile away the other way. And I just remember, like, being very aware that, like, my – Rich friends, quote unquote, like rich friends' parents weren't any different than my poor par- friends' parents and anything besides the rich friends' parents had a bit more like freedom of choice in their daily experience. You know,
0: mm-hmm. so like
1: I don't know. I think I hardwired young. I like that better. Like it seems like there's lots of different options for how people are like living their lives. I like that way better. That's the way I want. I always liked money I always wanted money I never believed money was bad but as I started doing the work around money and, and focusing on money and really setting the intention that I was going to figure the money thing out so I could help other people figure the money thing out too like as that kind of became my mission, I just became really aware of like the thoughts and feelings in all of us that didn't support us having money you know what I mean and mm-hmm. I think I just in, through that I kind of became like a massive self-responsibility kind of person where I was just like it's on me what I do here and what I create here and what I allow myself to have here I can't put that on anyone you know what I mean like and I was out of the therapy world I was very accustomed to just blaming our mom for everything <laughs> And I was like my mom has real fucked up beliefs about money real fucked up beliefs but I'm just not gonna be able to blame my mom anymore <laughs> like what am I gonna do you know what I mean
0: yeah, it's so at what point at what point do we decide to like, you know, not be a ten year old anymore?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we have I, I'm sure we can all find things through our childhood and youth that say we can't have this or that or the other. But like really, like, you know, we don't in most cases we don't live with them anymore. Like it's a bit up to us how much we talk to or around our families. Like we have plenty of time and space to decide what beliefs to create for ourselves and have our beliefs for our lives overpower the beliefs of what anyone else thinks. Like we are ultimately responsible, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think God and the universe and all the infinite forces and powers out there love to get behind us and work with us, but we got to give them something to work with. And it's hard to give anything something to work with when you like contradict yourself all the time or when you kind of want it in one way, but you kind of don't want it in another way. So I decided it was my job to want want money fully in every way with no contradiction, you know? Hmm.
0: yeah i love it and one of the things i think one of the stories that we often hold on to is like in relation to like you know our, our parents beliefs or whatever our in-laws or our, our sisters or our grandmas or someone like people really close to us right is that like oh we're honoring them by by holding on to what they believe is we're going to make them uncomfortable and it's going to be really awkward at you know christmas when we're making millions of dollars or whatever it is you know we're talking about these topics online that they just totally yeah. disagree with but What, what I've found is that we can like have, we can coexist with people, but we we don't have to change who we, we're allowed to grow and evolve as, as people don't have to like hold on to older versions
1: of ourselves just because it makes someone else comfortable. And stop that and stop trying to get people to agree with you. Like Hmm. I've just been saying for clients for years, like it's okay if your mom doesn't get it. It's okay if your family doesn't get it. You're allowed to pursue it even if no one in your life understands it. You know, so like my ex-boyfriend who I was with for seven years, we met in college. I was, you know, building all these various phases of business of like from, you know, undergrad to grad school to my PhD program that I quit to to all of this. Like I started the business midway through my master's program, like I said. So point being, he knew me as the girl in psychology class and then he knew me as the money queen. Did he necessarily completely understand what I was trying to do? No. Did it matter? No. You know what I mean? Like if I would have tried to convince him of how many worked every day, that would have been a big fucking waste of time. Because I had work to do. I had like an audience. I didn't have an audience yet, but I, I like had an audience to capture and create. I had humans out there who needed my work, right? So instead of trying to convince anyone of anything, him, my parents, anyone. I just did my thing, 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 and allowed them to ask me more about it over time. And more than anything, just let my energy and my life and my results teach them a lot too. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. We don't need to make them comfortable and we don't need them to get it. Just do your thing, you know? hmm yeah totally oh my gosh and we can embody that for ourselves then
0: also embody that for them and give them the permission to experience whatever it is that they want to experience in this life and it's nothing to do with us we can just leave alone like, yeah and leave like it let there. their journey
1: just be their journey can we just let yeah. everyone's journey be their fucking journey
0: yeah and love them no matter what journey they're on because that's all that freaking matters love it, love yourself love other person and they don't have totally to, yeah 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 totally
1: and like, love them while disagreeing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, it's obvi- everything's very politically charged in the world right now. And like, my family really wants to bond over similar political beliefs. Like, we all have pretty similar ones. But I don't want my life to revolve around politics. I don't want to get caught up in those conversations. I don't want anger toward Donald Trump to be running my life in my day. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. Sometimes it's like, why are we talking about the things we disagree with when we could just love each other and like have a good meal and watch a movie? Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. We all really like, our. I think our personalities or like the ego, as some would say, get really attached to like, we're not safe unless people see things exactly how we see them. And it's kind of nonsense because you can just be safe inside of you all the time without always creating dividing walls between you and people who don't perceive things the same way as you. Like, I'm not really into the throwing up the walls all the time around spirituality, around religion, around politics. It's like, I believe that my example, my vibration, and my ability to, to explain to someone and talk them through how I see things lovingly will have a way bigger effect than needing everyone to think just like me automatically. You know what I mean? yes yes and i think we
0: sort of do cling to this idea that like it's because we don't want to feel separate right we want to feel understood and and, you know all the things but we need to validate ourselves and that emits a lot of problems to start understand
1: yourself validate yourself make yourself like know that your perspective inside yourself is like when you're good with it inside yourself you you stop really caring (laughs) who else Mm -hmm. gets it if you find yourself trying to convince another person that you're right it's all that it is, is you're not sure you're right. Cause once you (laughs) actually know that what you think is right for you, you could not care less who else sees it, whatever way. So -hmm. it's just our insecurity that we have to get people to like agree with us completely. And we're just mirroring, we're mirroring back our lack of confidence and what we think we believe when we're like in those arguments all day long. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I actually had this conversation with my husband the other night about how
0: you know, if someone was to say something to you that was like that triggered you, how you'd respond versus something that was like, you know, the earth was flat or something. Versus, <laughs> you know, like, so it's like whatever. Simple. I don't care yeah. that you, yeah, yeah. Right, probably. But when it's so absurd and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so confident in what I believe in. There's, there's no, there's no more triggering conversations. There's no more arguments. There's nothing like that because we're just so sure in ourselves and so validating ourselves that it's just not irrelevant. And you just come back to
1: love and be like, well, that's your perspective and that's fine. But it's just, it's, it's not my story. <laughs> totally like when people used to used to when I would get talked bad about online or when something really horrible would be said about me I used to like screenshot it and put it on my Facebook and my Insta story and rally people around it and get people to say how great I was and how mean the other person was mm-hmm. and that I would create like a program around it and like do all this <laughs> stuff and now it's just funny because now I'm like someone says something about me I'm like huh <laughs> that's interesting well, if that's what they need to, be, to believe, you know, as part of their journey, that's cool. Like whatever. But in the midst of me creating all this like buzz, and I was just using it for like marketing a bit because it was a good way to talk about the very real occurrence of everyone's not going to agree with you or like you. So I was using it for good to the best of my ability at that time. And in the middle of it, I could have told you this wouldn't be bothering me. Unless I had some, like, I knew that it bothering me meant I had some healing to do. But I think a very possible reality is you let people say what they want about you all day long. This is family or strangers on the internet included. And you just like yourself anyway. And you don't need to prove anything, you know? Joel Osteen said something the other day. He said something like, he was being interviewed by a major publication. And the person said... What do you think about so and so and so and so? And he said, I'm sorry, I don't know who those people are. And he said, They're your big, biggest critics. They have like online, like <laughs> blogs devoted to how much like you suck and how you're the worst thing to ever happen to Christianity. And he's like, Oh, I've never heard of them. And to me, that's the vibe. Not only do I not care what you think, but like it is so far out of my world. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh, I dig it so much. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I was like, That's a vibe because he's just gonna do his work he's just gonna do his thing and whether someone likes him or hates him he's clearly effective at what he does and that's all any of us can do is be effective at what we do period it won't be for everyone and it's not that big of a deal Hmm. yeah
0: and it takes all different types too right like with, with for instance like my personal belief on religion is like I believe it's all the same thing, but different people are mm-hmm. different conditioning and different rules and different mm-hmm. structures suit different people, but it's all mm-hmm. to serve to serve the same purpose of like raising the vibration of the planet, like, you know, love and, mm-hmm. and centering and having an amazing human experience. And I, that's what I, it takes all different types of people living at all different, and we've all been assholes in the past. Like, <laughs> you know, we've trolled someone or we've seen a comment or, or, you know, like attacks on okay. our, our own security. And so we, you know, we've all been those people as well. So, it takes all types and we're all in different parts of our journey. It's just like, it, it is what it is. And it's, it gets to be amazing regardless of that.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with that completely. I think, yeah. And I think I believe it's all always working together for our good. So like the fact that you could so clearly say that statement of like, it's all the same thing. There's going to be 1 million people in the world that, that like need you to hear it, hear you say it that way. And there's going to be 1 million other people that somehow find comfort that Christianity is somewhere in my background. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that like, I'm doing my own thing with that, some, that with that as my foundation, but like not being restricted by it. You know what I mean? Like, I just think every different phase of my life came together to allow me to be like good at doing what I do and being me. And I think we all have that as a possibility, like all, no matter what it is we've been through. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally And in agreement for there. I love to know like where people are heading with their businesses and like their vision and moving forward. So like what does it look like for you? Like what, what's pulling you in? What's exciting you? What's what's going what's in the future for you?
1: Well, I'm really jazzed about the five million year. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Really jazzed. Yeah, thank you. I was talking to my mask the other day and I was like telling them about how like there's been years in the past where in order to hit my goals, It definitely feels like the stretch at the end, like the, you know, like I have to do something I'd never done before to hit it. And sometimes it's been very motivating to me, but I love looking at the, like, there's only four months left in a year. And I, I know, I know this sentence sounds a little crazy, but be with me. All I have to do is make $400,000 a month for the next four months. That's it. And we've been easily making like 450 plus like month after month. And the lowest we've made all year is 375. So even if I had a 375 grown in there, I could still have the fours. And I like, I just am like in this vibe of like I'm hitting my big goal more easily than ever before. It's more flowy than ever before. It's more natural than ever before. I'm doing less work than ever before. I'm a lot like I'm more supported by my team. We're we're supporting more clients and students than ever before. Like the flow is there. And it's been a decade. I started my business 10 years ago in March. So it's been a while. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't always this flowy, but I always knew flow was available and I was already moving toward it. So there's like this huge sense of like being proud of myself at like what is happening more easily than ever. Like I have a lot of like joy in that. So that's a motivating force right now to continue to expand into more money. Like I said, being in the call, I just wanted to help people make money more money, more helping people, more flow, more ease forever. Just keep expanding on that. Like that's really my vibe. In addition to that, so I've done VIP days for a long time now. I'll do like a, an in-person VIP day where it's like, we do a dinner. Like I'll work, like I'll sit in a room with everyone and I'll like workshop the shit out of everyone and, and like coach everyone and do all this stuff and then have dinner together. And it's just like this kind of transformational day. I've been calling it a half, a VIP half day and dinner for years. And Mm -hmm. I took a break from doing them for a little while. And then someone invited me to do one for their team where I just came in and supported that person's team. And instead of my company collecting money for each individual individual person, I just gave them a half day rate. And I sat around with these people and I did my normal thing, but all I had to do was show up. I didn't have to plan the dinner or the event or anything. And it was so vibey. So I think on the other side of COVID, I might do a bit more like bring me into your company for X amount of money and I will workshop your friend group, your team, your, your mastermind, your your all your coach best friends your network marketer best friends like whatever it is you know what I mean Mm. I think that could be like such a great way because I'm I'm really 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 good in person not to brag on myself I get a lot of transformation done in a room in person but I don't like planning the events I don't like I don't really love planning the events even when my team completely plans it for me it just feels like a different kind of pressure than showing up receiving the check and doing what I know how to do you know what I mean Hmm. Oh my gosh! So I, I love see, it. I know. I see more of that in the future, and I mean, and just for the lesson for anyone listening is what I would say about that is every single thing that goes really, really, really right in my business has had an evolution. Right, I kept letting it get a bit easier and a bit easier and a bit easier and a bit easier, and bit easier and, and tweaking it and tweaking it and tweaking it until it became my deal. And to me, that's like a new level of ideal on a thing I've done for five years. I've done some form of VIP days for at least five years, you know? So it's just, it's the tweaks and the pivots to make things work a little bit better for you and trust yourself for what you desire to do a little bit more and a little bit more as you go. Um, Okay. So I'm into the flow. I'm into what in person might mean in the future. I'm into my book coming out. It should be ready next month. Praise the Lord. God, please help me to sit down and go over the editor's edits today. I need to start. God help me. And yeah, yeah. I'm excited about love and family. Mm -hmm. I'm in a relationship and it's growing beautifully. I'm jazzed as fuck for that. It's been one of my main areas of focus this year for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's all my things. That's lovely.
0: And so evolution, flow, femininity, it gets to be easier, easier and easier and easier Mm -hmm. all the time. And (laughs) more money. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Like I'm renovating my house. I'm excited to be on the other side of that. Like I'm excited to buy the next property. I'm excited to like upgrade the next car. I'm excited. I'm excited for all the, like the, the like material, the beautiful overflow material parts of life for sure too. But like, what I'm most excited about is like the love and the ease and the expansion of abundance and the expansion of the love and the the creation of family. Like, yeah, I mean, it's all working together really well right now. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It that is
0: absolutely amazing. I I love it so much. I want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It has been the best hour ever. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and if you had any like final words of wisdom or anything that wants to drop in to you know final piece of advice for a woman on this entrepreneurial journey would you have anything that just dropping in now
1: yeah i would just say like do whatever the fuck you want to do and stop listening to other people (laughs) and stop seeking their approval and trust yourself over everyone And take it one step and one day at a time and make the moves and the decisions that seems really scary but also seem right in your soul, seem right deep inside of you. And if you do that a little more and a little more and a little more and a little more, you'll have the life of your dreams. That's really all there is. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes queen yes yes okay thank you <laughs> so much everyone for listening thank you for being here amanda and if you guys have loved this podcast we would love for you to check it up on a screenshot up on your stories and tag us at XR amanda Francis and at high babe, babe we would love to know what you loved this episode and thank you for being here again amanda thank
1: you for having me it was so fun okay take care bye okay bye
0: yeah, well, guess what? I have a place that you belong. It is called High Vibe Babes Community. It is a free Facebook group. and I would love to have you in there. There are so many free trainings and epicness in this group, so please get your booty in there. It would mean the world if you'd subscribe to this podcast, do the reviews, the rating, the stars, all of the things. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait to chat with you on the next episode. I'm sending you all of the vibes and all of the love over and out from Inherit the High Vibe Babe.